Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast this is fire and bloom a house of the dragon podcast 10 out of 10 for now got the season finale uh of season one and uh i i finished it and i felt a bit empty afterwards knowing that i would have to go a couple years Without House of the Dragon again, I am Colton Robertson. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Today is a bittersweet day. It is. It is uh, bitter because House of the Dragon season one has concluded. We will not get it back for a while. Sweet because we can get on to other Game of Thrones shit as our rewatch is about to begin. Mm. Now our rewatch begins. Uh, and I'm sorry. Um, for what happened to you before you saw this episode. Yes, I had um, uh, I had a great deal of it spoiled. Obviously, this episode mm-hmm. leaked prior to its uh, prior to its uh, release actually being on TV. Um, that, however, did not keep people from talking about it like it had already been on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and due to the fact that we do this podcast and I, I promote this podcast. I don't mute things relating to House of the Dragon. So there were, there were, and this is obviously a spoiler filled review. Just wanted to let everyone up, know up front, uh, you know, on, on a website where now you have the ability to flag spoilers, high mm-hmm. images, um, ridiculous not to be doing that, especially when the <laughs> episode the- isn't even technically released yet. Even if it was, still, too. I know, that's, that's it's a season yeah. finale of a show. Oh, yeah, like, I tweeted last night, there was someone who, spo- like, someone who immediately took to Twitter. I was on Twitter at 9.10, started the episode at 8 p.m., finished it at 9, 9.10. Vagar kills Luceris. And that was just the tweet. Yeah. And I was like... What the fuck? This is not how this is not how watching TV is supposed to work. Um but like so that though at least I can go everyone's had a chance to watch it. To just I knew Vagar killed Lucerus 3 Damn. days ago. Damn. Um Really? Yes, I knew I knew Rhea had a ago? miscarriage uh well 2 2 days ago. I guess Saturday. Oh, I guess okay, it is it is it's Monday right. now. It is Monday. Okay. Fair. Um yeah, two days ago now. But uh yeah, new Vagar killed Luceris oh. a couple days ago. And like it is based off books, and I know the people who are tweeting about it like we've already seen it are people who are into the books. And uh I guess it's kind of more books. of like an update for them. It's kind of more yeah. of like a, oh, this just happened. Like, so, whoa. And, like and it is really cool for those people to see how these things they've read about 
come to life on screen. And I will say those people, a lot of them, or at least I think it's a very vocal minority are livid with this finale. Um, really? They don't think it's good. Um, and I just, uh, I don't know, man. Y'all, I, I have a feeling everyone just likes to be mad about something. Cause I'm just we like, literally like, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we guessed as to what was going to happen in this finale. And it was, Oopsie. yeah, it, it was like set up for war. Basically, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, all right, we're going to get ready to go. Something's going to happen. That's going to make it go. It's exactly what we got. You know, like, I mean, it's like well, we got like we're going well, to war. Is that like uh, a lot of them are disappointed with the characterization here? And on a couple and on Rhaenyra and Damon, um, hmm. which is a. Uh, which is interesting, you know. I think uh, I I don't think it should be that big of a surprise that the man who murdered his wife with a stone is actually not that good of a dude. Um, but apparently, it's mischaracterizing him for him to be a dick in those moments when he uh when he chokes Rhaenyra and he, uh, you know, doesn't go to her side when he's uh when she's mm. in her labor screaming and shit. Uh, however, it's just that like uh, I don't know if y'all are book readers. Y'all are getting George R. R. Martin to tell you, I don't, I don't know. You're not getting any ounce of emotional weight behind any of the shit you're reading in in Fire and Blood. It's a, it's a list of events. I saw people calling the scene where uh, Al- Allison held on to the the page of the book from the first episode, corny, some Disney ass shit. Nobody would give a fuck, and I was like, y'all are insufferable. Y'all don't like when little things are added into this, added into the show for nuance and emotional resonance. Like, okay, wow, that's kind of, I guess, like the thing is, is that Damon is probably supposed to be way more of an insufferable character, but like Matt Smith has just played him in a way that has made him a little bit more likable. Well, my you know, thing is that, like, like, I legitimately thought about it after I heard that, da- like, people were talking about how badly Damon is portrayed in this finale, again, two days ago. So I was, uh, I was prepared for anything. Um, there's really only one episode where he's a good dude. And it was episode eight. Like, don't get me wrong, he's been there, like, he's he's been there and he's shown flashes of potentially being a little bit more caring but what we're really doing is projecting that on him at any given moment you know like his actions for the most part have steered us almost entirely in the direction that he's not a good guy um, yeah so i don't i don't understand why people are all of a sudden pissed that he's oh holy fuck not a good guy I mean, I would like d- during like while watching, I was like, dude, go be with your wife. You know, it is weird to say that, you know, in general, but whatever, you know, for the show, I'm like, dude, go. And the dude's like, you know, are you going to go talk to the maester? You know, basically, you know, trying to beat around the bush, be like, dude, go to your wife. Um, mm-hmm. but, like, I-, I-, I was wanting him to, but in no way when he didn't, was I, was I like, oh man, now I hate the show because my writer, my boy, 
you know, that everyone's riding for, you know, he's, he's obviously like the, the, he's a fan favorite. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's, he's super cool. And his character yeah, and actually wanna... is really good. Like he, he has a great character arc. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not disappointed at all. Like I, I tend to view him not going to Rhaenyra's side as him not dealing with the fact that he has trauma relating to births uh recently uh if he is if he talks to the maester and he's like we have you have to make a choice i just don't think he wants to go through that again i think that's kind of a and it's not it's selfish you know like it's selfish as fuck to not be mm. at your wife's side but like uh i don't think it's and again i don't think it's good but i do think there's reasoning there and i think that if you give it critical thought for half a second you can get there you know um at least yeah, I didn't, I didn't even like, think about <clears throat> I I was more thinking about he was just so pissed and he was so war strung. I think that, yeah, I think it's a combination but, of that. But yeah. I mean definitely, yeah. I mean that like that that's why I wish he, he would have shown um they would have shown him with his kids after uh Lena, like Lena's death. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like uh I guess that was a deleted scene for whatever reason. But like I don't know, I guess it would have like Pulled more weight towards that side of of the story. Well, know, that's like, what's interesting is because it was a deleted scene. Uh, that's one of the things people have latched onto as him being a good guy. It's deleted for a it's reason. deleted. It's not in the show. You know, yeah. like uh, I like I true headcanon. Sure, it happened, but you got to accept that that's all it is. It can't be anything more. It's headcanon. Uh, Maybe they just needed a balancing act. Maybe they were like, all right, you know what? Damon's been way too cool, way too nice. We need him to just have a dick moment. You know, an obvious, like, take him down five notches, you know. Like, he just worked himself up. Now we just, we need to crash him back down. I don't know. And this was an easy way to do it. I mean, kind of got me to hate him a little bit again. Oh, yeah. A little little bit, so. Fuck. It's like, I know you got a lot on your mind right now, but shit, chill the fuck out, dude. Mm. Uh, but are you ready for a scene by scene breakdown of season one finale, The Black Queen? I don't know, but I think. I think we must. There's never a better time than now. Than now. So, we kick it off, and, uh, to to my surprise, Rhaenyra and uh, the gang all made it back to Dragonstone prior to uh, prior to the arrival of Rhaenys. I always forget. I saw a map of Westeros very recently, and you see it in this episode. King's Landing and Dragonstone are really not that far apart. Um, so mm-hmm. I was I was thinking that Rhaenys would like beat them there, but uh, you know she shows up. They've already been like chilling, you know for. I don't know what the fuck anybody in Dragonstone is on to not know anything that's happening, but uh, seemingly well, been the, been acquainted for a little bit. It, I guess, like, because of what? If Viserys died and a new king was being named, like, I guess this is, like, the day of, or, like, kind of, like, the next day, or yeah, is it the yeah. day of? I think it's two <laughs> days later. I think, but that really it wouldn't it take Rainey's. It wouldn't take Rainey's two days later to get there. So I think we're dealing with a thing that's kind of uh, timing wise a little a little iffy. Um, 
like well, wait, uh, okay. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones well, has had a habit of uh, you know melding time to kind well, of. Rhaenyra left the after the dinner. I guess Viserys died that night, that and then night. literally they did that all within a day. Oh yeah, fuck! The they day. literally did that all within a day. But she yeah, left so that let's night. Say, let's say, uh, it only like uh, yeah. Regardless, we're dealing with a thing that uh, we're dealing with a thing that timing wise is a little iffy. But you know, we'll take it as it comes. Uh, Rhaenyra is finding Luke uh, very, very uh, nervous about the potentiality of becoming the Lord of Driftmark. Uh, he's calls back to that. I think it was episode seven. Uh, whenever Corliss came up and talked to him and was like, "You'll be Lord." You'll be Lord of the Tides. And he's like, I don't want to be Lord of the Tides. If I'm Lord of the Tides, it means everyone else is dead. Um, Damn. And given that I knew where Lucerus' uh... story was going, his entire his entire episode was just like, whew, man. Yeah, like kicking it off with him and being being here. Like the way he... he Rhaenyra approaches him and tries to console him by telling him, you know, you know, she was the same age as he was when he was when she was named heir to the throne and she wasn't ready either. Uh, She says she had to earn her inheritance. And he's like, but I'm not like you. I'm not perfect. And I was like, spit. (laughs) You're right. Yep, you're right. (laughs) You're Um, right. Nobody's as good as Rhaenyra. Um, Man, you know, I guess. I don't know what I thought, you know, what I thought the show I was watching was, but I just didn't think that they kill the kid. Like, you know, I, in, in no way, like you had it in your brain. You were like, oh, this dude's dead. Oh, fuck, man. That's, that's even more sad. In my brain, I'm like, this dude has plot armor out the ass. He's a kid, you know, no way they kill the kid. And then like. Because I'm expecting at the end there, I'm expecting like, okay, maybe one of the dragon dies, but, you know, he catches Lucerus and they, you know, they fly off together, whatever. They both live somehow is how I'm expecting it, you know? And then like, what's, what's crazy is even though I did get it spoiled, there was, there hmm. was a point where he, he breaks through the clouds. He's in the sun and I'm like, oh, maybe they were just fucking with me. And then no, no, not at all. But, uh, I was Damn, like, okay, man. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh damn. And it just, it just made all his scenes throughout this episode even, even more potent because, you know, uh, uh, he, he did. Uh, but at least, uh, we think so. And, uh, I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain, uh, that, that, that dragon came and chomped right about where he was sitting. I don't know that there's any way around that. Um, but, uh, she goes no. ahead and gives him a little kiss on the head and assures him that she'll, uh, she'll prepare him the way that her father prepared her, which means she will do next to nothing and just hold off until, uh, hold off until he's, he's actually there. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to tell you a secret later on someday, maybe. You won't hear it ever now, but, and yes, then that'll basically be it. And then you'll be ready. ready now. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I was like, I, that was interesting. You know, I don't think Rhaenyra was exactly prepared at all. 
by her father, and I think it was something that she. she I guess. May might as well play up the the idea yeah. of their grandfather, you know, as much as she right. can. But he was right. a king, and they're g- g- have the chance to be, you know. So like, it, they all got to be perfect, you know. That's true. That's true. But uh, they're interrupted as uh, the princess Rhaenys Targaryen has arrived, and she has requested an audience with Rhaenyra and Daemon, and uh, she walks on up. Rhaenyra's like, "Oh, cousin, what a pleasure it is." Hello, Viserys is dead. Uh, okay, bedside manner match. Uh, and right she, to it. Yeah, yeah I was right like, all right. She says she says that awfully blunt, and she's like, "I'm very sorry. He was a uh, he was a great great man and a great king, and he will be missed. This hurts this hurts me as well." But uh, Aegon has been crowned as his successor. And Damon's like, all right, so they killed my brother and usurped the throne. And I was like, okay, okay, Damon. He's seeing red this episode. Mm. Oh, yeah. a- after this point, he's like, uh, all right, I'm ready to murder some high towers mm. if, uh, if I can. Is it a legitimate thing? Um, like, if you tell someone who is pregnant some very, very shocking news that it is like actually like dangerous like I like I, I think like it's legit like i think it's legitimate for anyone really like yeah that's why like people say like you need to sit down because like, yeah, like uh, in case you pass out and crack your head on the floor uh, off this new you know like i think like i don't know because, i could, like i could definitely see it you know like uh because she because immediately, immediately like yeah like ooh, like i mean it was instant viserys yeah. is dead and bam like yeah. so that's why i'm wondering like Say, say, uh, Rainey's is a little more, you know, bedside mannerful. You know, maybe she is like, you know what, Rhaenyra, like, come here real quick, like, sit down, like, your father passed, you know, like, I'm sorry, like, you know, this was a little more, like, I, I don't know, you know what? I don't know where, completely shocking. Yeah, I could, I could. Oh, uh, like, know, also then the she that... isn't, she isn't emotionally distraught after you know, losing a, a baby and she is still healthy, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I think. I think that Rainey's still being of the mind that Rhaenyra and Damon had heavy influence on her son's death. There. Um, makes her, makes her pretty much care not what happens to, uh, what happens to Rhaenyra's kids. Uh, and who's to say where Rhaenys' loyalty really is? You know? Like... At this point in the episode? Yeah. Really? The whole time? Kinda. She's like... so? I think she like, came around. She did, but, like, I, I think it's at any... Like, I don't know. At any time... I don't know. I don't you know. Feel She's kind of... You feel like, like she could she could I feel like she is the one pulling the strings and she knows that. She's the one that is keeping the realm together. She's the one that sent Corliss in that room to go talk to everyone. She's the one that is talking to Rhaenyra, making her do like these things. Like Rhaenys is the queen right now and she <laughs> knows this. And I think like I don't know. I think that that's why it's not really she doesn't have a side really. She's not on anyone's side. She is the crown almost like interesting no i uh 
I had a different perspective of Rainey's throughout this episode. I was I was concerned throughout the episode as she didn't kneel, she didn't bow, she didn't do anything the whole time. But I did not recall that the reason is because Cor- she doesn't get to decide that sort of thing for her house if Corliss is alive. Oh. Um. So she waits to talk to Corliss before she declares for for either side and when she talks to Corliss that's when he comes out tells Rhaenyra they're for her um and she's like Rhaenyra looks back Rhaenys like the thing is that Rhaenys seems so genuine the rest of the episode the way she like smiled when Rhaenyra looked at her and like uh the way the music swelled and stuff there were just so many things that made me think like I think she is for sure on Rhaenyra's side now I do think that like uh maybe that maybe that could change you know but uh I, I feel pretty I feel pretty good about Rainey's position alongside Rhaenyra right now. Mm. Uh, yeah, that that's I didn't even think about that at all about her like not being able to make the decision for her house. Um, but that oh that makes like way more sense. That's well, and I didn't I, even like, think about it until she talked to Corliss about it, and then they were down because <laughs> throughout the episode I was like, what's gonna happen there? You know, like mm-hmm. uh, she kept talking about how it's not her war and stuff. It wasn't her war to start, and, and so I was like, because uh, I, th- I thought they were trying to build feud. Because I mean, Damon is is like you had the chance to burn all of them and you didn't do anything, you know, and yeah. like. Um, I mean, he's, he's pissed. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's having a rough time, a rough go of it this week. But, uh, yeah, Rhaenyra, upon hearing the news that Aegon's been crowned as the successor and such, she immediately, uh, grips her belly and her eyes fill with tears and she, she groans in pain. And, uh, Rainey's continues, the greens are coming for you, Rhaenyra, and for your children. You should leave Dragonstone at once. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, she immediately walks out. Like, she, she delivers the news and she leaves. And it's like, uh, she's like, I don't really, I haven't really decided where I'm at. You know, I, I just, I, I fucked with Viserys. So I was going to come tell you about that. You're his kid. So that's, uh, just want to let you know. And, uh, uh, that doesn't, it doesn't seem likely that uh she will stay stay out of the cards for long as we see later but uh Rhaenyra's pains continue to get worse and she reaches under her skirt and finds blood the baby is coming and i was like fuck fuck cuz this was another thing that i had spoiled for me um, frankly though this one i'm a little more okay being prepared for I would have, I would have liked to actually had this one spoiled. Not gonna lie, yeah, I was, uh, cause I can tell you for sure. If I hadn't, I think I would have been like, and frankly, you know, I like when shows hit me emotionally. I don't like when they make me straight up fucking like sob. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the kind of the road I was traveling down. If I didn't know this was coming, uh, it was like it's like fifty percent. You're crying because obviously, and then the other fifty percent is your mouth is just wide open. You can't believe that you're watching what is happening on screen. You're it like, was, uh, it was extremely, extremely uh, plain to see. 
uh, very, very, very there for you to look at. And mm. uh, I, you know what? I respect the boldness of of this uh, of this cast and crew to go. Whoa. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd seen images like this in freshman year health class, and that was it. You know, uh, in a so clean, the, clinical, comfortable. Yeah. Well, not really comfortable, I guess, but not comfortable. You know, as comfortable as you can get, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Wow. Whew. Whew. But but nevertheless, uh, you know, the maester is there. Like it's way too fucking early for the birth. Not really sure what's going on here. Uh, and Rhaenyra walks up and goes, "Fuck yourself!" Like. <laughs> I'm I'm having this fucking baby right now. Mm. Uh and she's she's just walking around, she's in her birthing cloak and uh she summons her two eldest sons to her side uh who were off training and I have a feeling Josiris is going to regret that this is one of the last interactions he has with Luke. Uh No. And I didn't think about these things until now. Like, oh damn, it really sucks that Josiris was just like beating the shit out of him out there, like, you got you gotta be clean, you gotta win, 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 win. He was going full breakfast club on him. Uh Wow, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah, it does. And then I mean Josiris volunteers them for the mission that they go on and stuff. It's like whew. Josiris is going to have a rough time coping, I have the feeling. You know, actually, to be fair, whenever he volunteered themselves, I'm like, yo, all of you just, you know, we're talking about how you had the advantage of dragons. You know, you had the numbers. You had the dragons. And now you're immediately getting rid of three of them. Although some of them are small, they're still dragons. And if an army shows up, that one small dragon can Dracarys all of them. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter. So, like, I don't know. That was kind of a a bold play call right there. I don't know. I feel like it almost would have been smarter. And, you know, maybe not. Maybe it actually puts a couple dragons at risk. But what if they went together to all these places? Yeah. Or, like, not just send a, a 12-year-old kid. It, it, like, I mean, like, think they think, like, okay, the dragon will scare them, sure, you know, yeah. But then, like, yeah, he's coming with the word of, of the queen that no one accepts, and they know that. Mm. And they know that this kid is not legitimate. So, like, and they're sending their dragon away. Like, none of these red flags, like, popped up, you know? Like, I don't know, that was a little... A little Maybe iffy to me, like but I guess give. you know the war has to start somehow. So mistakes and were made. How better than accidentally? Um, but uh, you know, uh, nevertheless, she summons her sons to her side, and they're like, uh, oh, "Where's Damon? Fuck's going on here? Mm. What's what's he doing?" Uh, and she says that he's gone to madness, gone to plot his war, his war, which I thought was a very, very important phrasing. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, I will avoid this if I can, but uh, he's insistent on going ahead and starting that shit. Um, 
she then demands that uh, Josiris, as her next in line, makes sure makes sure that no action is taken while she is indisposed. Uh, and uh, he's like, "As you wish, mother. I am on it." And uh, Damon brings the boy out as he gives uh, two Kingsguard knights an ultimatum. Mm. Be sure that their loyalty re- reclaim their loyalty to Rhaenyra. Or, uh, and, uh, Caraxes goes on and walks on up that long neck ass boy. <laughs> uh, so, like, <clears throat> does Damon go up to Caraxes? Caraxes. Caraxes. Caraxes or Caraxes? Caraxes. Caraxes. Does Damon go up to Caraxes beforehand and is like, all right, yo, wait about like a minute and 35 seconds and then come up all scary like, you know, or is it like they have like a mind connection thing, you know, like the dragon's dramatic entrances are always funny because they imply that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that that the dragons have like dramatic timing. Um, yeah. that they're, they're like, oh, I know exactly when I'm going to enter the scene. It's like that, it's like that scene in Game of Thrones season eight where like, it's all dark. And then Daenerys is like, uh, D- Daenerys starts talking to Viserys and, uh, Drogon just, his head starts coming out of the fucking shadow. Mm. Like, uh, oh, I mean, okay. I, I believe it. Dragon, dragons seem like they're divas, you know, like in real, yeah, a little bit. like on the real, like in Rick they're and Morty, you know, they're all like, they're all actually crazy whenever you, whenever they get down to it. Well, they, I mean, they speak sort a language, of tie to know? their riders, like emotion wise, like they feel the emotions of their riders. So it's like, mm. uh, oh, true, true, true. I don't like know if one is in like early. panic and they have to protect, you know, they yeah. feel like they feel that that's true. Okay. And, uh. We see a very good example of that later on in the episode when uh when the riders lose control of their of their dragons. But uh now yeah, I have the feeling that he he went up to Caraxes and was like, Hey man, just a second, I need you to come over this hill and really, really let them know. Mm. Uh, just really after I them. after I say this word, that's your cue. You that's know, like cue. come in right there. Caraxes just like waiting behind the hill, like with his ear to the ear to the side of it yeah, super like, super oh. long ass neck he, he could be all the way down at the base of the mountain in here for real but uh it's uh it's at that moment that uh Rhaenyra who has refused any help from her attendants uh has the child right there right then uh stillborn and, you know, we cut the screamings of her labor with uh, Syrax also screaming. Again, another example of the emotions mm-hmm. of the rider and the dragon being felt at the same time. We also intercut this with the uh, the war table where Damon is, you know, uh, ignoring screams that are coming from the coming from the room. And. Uh, yeah, it sucked. It sucked when this baby was born. They showed the Ooh. still. The still arm and leg and stuff. Uh, I believe the umbilical cord was wrapped around the kid's neck. Is that what I saw? Did I see that? Oh, right? I, did, I did not notice that. I was too... <laughs> no way I, was I going to notice that during during the first watch. Yeah, I was I too... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was out I of get it. it. I get it. But I do. damn, if uh, that is the case, too... 
yeah, it was just like, whoo, whoo. But uh, she uh, she cradles the baby and sits there and rocks with him for a while. It was, oh, ah, oh, it was. It was wow. Wow. Yeah, that's some devastating shit right there. But uh doesn't take it doesn't take long for them to go, you know what? All right, we got we got shit to do. Let's wrap this baby up in the in the tradition of our house and uh we'll we'll gather on the cliffside for a funeral pyre for for my baby. And so now within I don't know say six years she's lost the father of her children she has lost her father she has lost a child and here in a moment she will lose another if uh if that's not uh descent into madness worthy i don't know what is uh you know uh Daenerys after after losing everybody around her slowly slowly cascade well, not not so slowly cascaded rather rather abruptly cascaded but uh nevertheless i think it takes it takes <laughs> one dracaris you know yeah it, whenever whenever whoever she burns first Whoever gets it first, you know, someone's getting it. I don't know. I don't know who it is, but someone's going to get it. And I hope the first blow comes actually from Rhaenyra. Oh, Um, I would love. Well, now it's now it's it's not the first. It's not the first blow. Now. Now she's fighting back, which. True. Kind of grants her a lot of leeway uh, after the death of her son. Uh, I don't know. It is interesting because, like, is this really an act of war? Because truly what happened is just two dragons went at it. Not at the that, consequence that. of them, though. Yeah, I guess without that, Aemon and Lucerus getting in that situation, they don't do that. I think, uh, I think it also doesn't matter if Aemon goes, I didn't mean to. You know, I think that I didn't uh, mean to kill your kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That my dragon yeah. just got carried away. Accidentally yeah, exactly. chopped him. Oh. Yeah. I lost and and that's the thing too is that Aemon's also really proud. I don't think he'll admit he lost control. Uh, of I think he'll I think he will gladly, well not gladly, but I I believe he'll go back and be like, "Yeah, I did that shit." Um, you're right. He's already calling him a bastard and and like everything right Lord off rip. And yeah, so like straight up know. called him Lord Strong this episode. Didn't even yeah in front of the Baratheons, the motherfucker well, who can't read. In their eyes, he's the crown. They're the crown. Yeah, like that's that's not no longer treason. Well, I guess depending on who you ask. <laughs> but depends on who you ask what treason is. But uh, yeah, this uh, this. Immense low point for Rhaenyra turns into a rather uh, triumphant moment as this is where Sir Eric Cargill finds them. Real one. The new is he Eric. the new the new one? 
that we can ride for right now. He yeah. feels pretty true. But oh, yeah. fuck, I swear to fuck. No, this one's this guy's cool. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you for sure. This guy is cool. Uh, what what does suck though is that we've got the classic uh, brother versus brother on opposite sides of the Civil War. Um, Which Eric makes it out alive. I don't the think the Y or the I. What, what is it? The what? Er, how is that the difference in their names? Ones with a Y and ones no. Ones with an A and ones with an E. And Eric. <laughs> oh, the big. Uh, the very first wait, letter. Wait, A R I C. No, or A R Y R Y K and A R R Y K. George R. R. Martin is something, man. How yeah. does he do Eric, it? Eric. No, yeah, but I don't think either of them lives. I think that they, uh, I think we get a full, like, stepbrothers when they swing the clubs at they each other. They kill each other? Yeah, at the if same that time. Act, if they actually do that, that's nuts. That's beautiful. It would be, but uh, this this moment was strong because oh. what what I hadn't thought about, you know, this moment was in promos and stuff for the next next on mm-hmm. uh, House of the Dragon. I for some reason it just didn't hit me that this was Viserys's crown that he stole that shit before he left. Which is this Go. man, this Go. man was doing it. For the blacks, bro. Like whenever he went, and he he was the one who went and got Rainey's, ushered her out, got her out. He fucking at some point was like, "All right, now I'm gonna go get, <laughs> I'm gonna go get Viserys's crown." Who this man's a badass. Who do you is think, this man? Do you think that's why they went with the Conqueror's crown? Because they were like, "Where the fuck is Viserys's crown?" No, I like, think that was more symbolism. I think that was or more like, like they that. actually. I think they, you think they you think if they had both of them, if they had both crowns there, that they still would have gone with it. I mean, they gave him the conqueror's sword. They gave him the uh, yeah. They gave I him mean, conqueror's fair. name. They gave him conqueror's crown. Uh, I think I think they were going with the conqueror no matter what. So I don't think it made it incredibly uh, well guarded for Viserys's crown. But uh, nevertheless, doesn't change the fact that it was a dead king's crown that he had to steal and make it out of the kingdom with. Um, pretty Goat. pretty badass shit. But uh, he he walks right up to Rhaenyra, the way everyone gets their swords out. Like, uh, all right, all right, what the fuck's this guy on? He kneels and presents the crown. I was like, oh fuck yeah! Damon takes it, places it upon her head as everyone swears fealty to her. Everyone follows suit, kneeling before Rhaenyra. Uh, with a notable exception in uh, in Rainey's in the very back. Um, what I also liked about that <clears throat> is that Rhaenyra doesn't. She never questions it either. What Rhaenys, questions what? Rainey's. Rainey's not kneeling. Not kneeling. Not bowing. She's just kind of like. Like. Noted. All I guess the- she like literally like. I guess it makes sense. Like, that's literally just how things are carried out in that mm. world. Like, it's like, I can't yet. I think yeah. it's like, I don't know. I also don't that, know that, that is... she decided that she wanted to yet. I do think there's like a, I do think this episode sways Rainey's to Rhaenyra's side. I think that if Rhaenyra had been like, 
fuck yeah, baby, let's go to war. She would have been like, Corliss, we need to head back to the tides and just avoid all this shit. It was the fact that Rhaenyra was trying to keep it peaceful and try not to leave. The, she was like, when she tells Corliss, she's the only one thinking with a with a rational mind right now. Mm. Um, which is crazy considering she's the last person who should be thinking with a rational mind given her father just died, her kid just died, within a day of each other. Um, and then another kid will die later on, but, you know, we see that that one's kind of the the straw that breaks the camel's back. She's not... Uh, she do, she looks like Daenerys when Missande got her head cut off in Season 8, Episode 4, and she turned around and was like... <sighs> you know, like she... Uh, the dragon came the out. dragon the dragon woke up bro the yep. dragon woke up uh but uh Rhaenyra, you know quickly you know makes her grief stuffed down uh she goes ahead and puts that shit aside she's got things to do makes her way to uh makes her way to the chamber of the painted table apparently that's what this thing is called uh, to strategize. Yeah, the candles and, underneath lighting it ooh. all up. Sick as fuck. Oh my fucking god, that was so cool. That was so cool. And, uh... Oh god, it was so fucking awesome. But they, uh... They discuss which houses are likely to support them. And which are likely to side with Alicent. And, uh... Damon gets all hopped up as he points out that uh, Rhaenyra's team have far more dragons at their disposal than the high towers he rattles off Caraxes, Syrax, mm. Arax, he rattles off all of their families and then he goes Melis, which is Rhaenys's dragon and Rhaenys goes mm-hmm. like she <laughs> hey, like, watch it. Don't yeah. don't volunteer me for shit. I haven't agreed to that yet. Uh and it is funny though to see Damon just go yeah, you're on our fucking side. There's no way you're not now. <clears throat> like, uh, yeah, gotta, you have I gotta, to. I gotta write all these dragons like names down. We gotta get like I don't know the current state of the war. You know, we gotta get like right, all the right. all what who's on who's on what side. Let's see. Um, we got Cyrax, Caraxes, Melis. Well, I guess. We can say Melis now, right? Yeah, now we can. At, at um, the time that he said it, I don't think so. But at the end of this episode, I think we're good. Your sons have Vermax, Arax, and Taraxes. Vermax. Air, oh, wait. Uh, which Arax one? So Arax was. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, oh! And Taraxes. Um. Yeah, Caraxes. They're trying to get uh Bermathor. Yeah. Bela has Moon Dancer. Sea Smoke um, is uh a free agent right now down at Driftmark. <laughs> free agent! Yes, we gotta have okay, you're right. We gotta have the free agents. Okay, so on on the Rhaenyra side. Cyrax Cyrax. Cyrax? What's the S the difference between Caraxes is that, but with the S Y is that Cyrax or yeah, Cyrax? Cyrax. Cyrax. Okay, and that's uh, that's Rhaenyra's. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, 
I think one of Damon's daughters is going to get sea smoke. Okay. I think that's that's kind of where my money's at. I think it'll it'll be cool if uh, she gets her uncle's dragon. Yeah, and it's it's at Driftmark too. It's at Driftmark. Um, so Sea Smoke still resides on Driftmark. Vermithor and Silverwing dwell on the Dragon Mount. Um, he he was a stud. I mean, he know he knows stuff. He's a he's uh, a, he's a Ganado. Yeah, he's a. Uh, the stereotypical Thrones fan, the the Targaryen bandwagoner, you know. Uh, yeah, he's like, I know exactly where all the dragons are right now, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that season X on Dra- Driftmark and Vermithor well, and Silverwing are on Dragon. I, I know that in the Dragon Mount, that's where Vermithor is because that's what it said in the books. Um, <laughs> yeah, I read that. I read that somewhere. I think, uh, but Ooh. I love the idea that these dragons, if they're not being like. Road, they just kind of bull wherever, yeah. wherever they. All right, to. chill here. I'm old as fuck. I'm just like, uh, fuck. If I, no one has to, you know, if I don't have to do anything, man, I'd rather just lay down. I'd rather just lay here, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a there's a lot of dragons on all sides, but uh, thirteen to four, if I remember correctly, it ends up being the final final head count. Mm. Uh, yeah, thirteen to four, and that's if they can get all the free agent dragons. On and their side. is he counting his three eggs? Oh, I don't think he is. I think he's like thirteen to four, and we have three eggs cooking. Wait, because uh, three, four, five, six, six on their side, and three unclaimed is nine. Yeah, he's counting his. He said twelve. I, I for some reason I remember him saying thirteen to their four. Thirteen. But... Wait. Oh, I'm not counting air. Uh, Eric, Harris, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I'm not counting his dragons. I already took it out. So yeah, so he is counting his eggs. Okay. Cool. Hmm. I mean, so he does not have those three dragons because I don't think they'll be born for some time. Uh huh. True. True. But uh, nevertheless, everything comes to a halt. When Otto Hightower arrives, bearing a message from Alicent that is intended only for Rhaenyra. Oh, I love how on site it was, though. The guy was like, uh, they come bearing the the banner of a, a green three-headed dragon. And Damon was like, all right, get get, get up or get, get ready. Get to your position. Someone get up in the sky. Let's get, you know, let's get fucking going. We, it's it's happening. <laughs> and uh I mean the fact that we've met on this very bridge before with these this very party being led by Damon and Otto uh back in episode fucking two or something like that, which is nuts eight weeks ago now, but mm. uh, Damn. Yeah, he uh he asks, Where is the princess? And Rhaenyra chooses that very moment to go ahead and swoop in on Syrax. Uh again, very much so mirroring the uh how she did it in episode two. And I do think you were right in episode two weeks back when you were like, wasn't, didn't the landing seem a little shaky? Cause she's, this shit went smooth as fuck. Right. I think, I think I did notice something there a little bit. Cause yeah. I, I, whenever yeah. she did land this time, I did in my, you know, I was like, all right, that was smooth as fuck. And I was like, man, I, I don't know. I, I did kind of remember back to, 
the first yeah, one. No, yeah, it, it, I think it does call to the fact that she is a much more matured dragon rider mm-hmm. as of now, because she just plops right down on this tiny bridge with Serax, who has grown. Actually. She shows off, too. Yeah. Does yeah. a little fly around, a little, you know, a little showing off, and then bop! So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it was sick. Was, uh, oh, it was so fucking cool, and, uh... Otto offers her Dragonstone. This is this is what we are willing to give you. This is what Aegon and all his wisdom is willing to give you. Uh, yes, the fifteen-year-old raper. This is what this is all his wisdom grants you. Dragonstone. Uh, your son's taken care of. Uh, everyone will get their own little their own little part of the kingdom. And uh, that is only if you swear loyalty to Aegon. Every symbol of legitimacy belongs to him, Otto says. Adding that House Stark, Tully, and Baratheon will side with Aegon. And uh, her and Damon look at each other like, nah, I don't think that's the case. Um, Oh, I thought it was more of a look of like, oh, fuck. Like, um... Like, have they already talked to them? Like, do oh, they no, already I mean, have them uh, on their side? No, I don't think that's the case. We will not be swearing loyalty today. But yeah, that part, the, oh. uh, they were kind of like, oh shit, yeah, we ought to we oughta get on that then. If mm. they've already been presented with terms, we got we to gotta get on that. And uh, she walks on up to him, rips his hand to the kingpin from his lapel, and tosses it over the side of the bridge. And uh, Otto is like... All right, damn man! Now I just got to go get another fucking pin. That's uh, no, gonna make me another one. Damn. Massive okay. inconvenience, bro. This one has been in the fucking kingdom for centuries. Yeah, damn, that sucks. Uh, now it's just in the bottom of a river. It's just <laughs> whatever. All right, God damn man, that really blows. But uh, instead, he hands Rhaenyra a personal note from Alicent, uh, a page from one of the books they used to read together when they were kids. A page specifically that Rhaenyra ripped out because she she knew it so well and handed to Alicent as as, as something and uh, says something about how she has not forgot their love. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Is so, this truly so, coming from Alicent? I really okay. want to believe it. I really want to believe it. Like, there's no way that Otto just knows about this and is, like, doing this himself, you know, to, like, conflict Rhaenyra's mind. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think uh, I think it is a little bit of a dirty move. Because, uh, like, I don't know, because Allison is... Allison. Allison's, like, kind of in a, in a weird state right now. She's kind of, like, not not herself. Like, she's not conniving right now. I guess she would be loving. She would actually send this, you know. I, I think she would send this, and I don't think it's so manipulative as much as it is, like, please consider this. Like, remember remember what we once shared. We can share that again. We don't need to take it to all this. Please consider it, at the very least. You know, she... I think she knows that Rhaenyra would never bend to the knee, but if she tried her best to show her that she still remembers the love that they share, then mm. maybe she'll consider it. It's like the only thing that might sway her, but I think it was a shot in the dark just to kind of uh, 
try, and I don't think it obviously doesn't succeed. But uh, Damon's like, "Well, fuck all this. Everybody, get your fucking swords out." <laughs> oh, there's the line. There's the line of the episode uh, right there. Uh, I ju- I just got to it. Um, it was. Otto says, Queen Allison eagerly awaits her answer. And then Damon says, well, she can have her answer now, stuffed in her father's mouth, um, along with his withered cock. So there there we go. There's there's the Fucking line of the episode. Dude, and there were so many F-bombs dropped this episode, which was just outstanding. I love, I love for some reason, you know, um, they don't throw out a lot of fucks, I feel mm. like. You know, like, uh, at least not in succession. It's usually, like, they, they sparsely drop them in. But I felt like there was, like, three scenes in a row where they were just like, fuck, 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 they, fuck, fuck. They did go off. Yeah, they, they uh, did go off this episode. You're right. And uh, I really, really liked it because I always think, I, you know, people like to say that using curse words is, like, a a detriment to writing because it's, it's if you can... S- if you can try to articulate what the characters are feeling without resorting to curse words, you're you're probably better off. But I tend to disagree. Like simply it's, because, it's easier. Oh, it's easier, and it's also there are simply in in certain moments there are no better words than fuck. Yeah, there there just aren't because like it's it's an all encompassing term that if if you are passionate enough. There is no other word that can accomplish what fuck does. You stub you know your toe super hard, one word comes to your brain. Fuck. Instantly. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. No, I, I don't know. It's not, it's, I don't think it's... And this episode was just one giant toe stub for the blacks. But, uh... Yeah, no, it's kind of like... I, I don't know. I don't want to say boomerish to be like, oh, curse words are. You don't need them. You shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't resort to using them. It's an old idea. Like, it's an uh, old idea for sure. I mean, as long as it's not just literally every other word, you know, like it, it can get annoying. That's for sure. Yeah, like uh, Wolf of Wall Street's fucks. True. All two hundred and fifty of them, or something like that. Damn. <laughs> uh, but uh, the message uh, did what it was supposed to do for Rhaenyra. Uh, she she begins to tear up and she orders everyone to stand down. And she tells Otto that King's Landing will have her answer soon. Um, and she turns and walks away. And I and before uh, Sirax like flew away, I I like looked at Emily and made a joke. I was like, they're like, uh, well, we we can't exactly uh go the way we came. There's a there's a big ass fucking dragon over there. Uh, any, any chance we can we can get a ride or something? Uh, but then so right. I flew away, and I was like, ah, okay. At the beginning of this, I actually said, I'm like, okay, no way Otto makes it out of this one alive. Like, no I, at the beginning, for him to I was like, okay, I'm like, all right, him and Damon had their first confrontation. You made it out of that one. Insane that no one died there, you know? And More insane that no one died here. Yeah, that's why I'm like, all right, someone has to go here. And I, I couldn't believe it. But, but I do think that because no one died here, we have Rhaenys and Corlys and their fleet on the side of Rhaenyra. Mm. Thankfully, but uh, uh, true. Because if she if she, just, do, yeah. if she does if she just go all out, world. you're right. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Damon's not too excited about uh, Rhaenyra having a level head. Uh, he wants 
he wants war. He wants blood spilled over the, the outrage that has occurred. And Rhaenyra points out that when dragons are used in war, everything burns. She has no interest in being ruler of the ashes. And, Heard that uh, one before. Yes, we have indeed. Uh, hmm. And the idea that Rhaenyra is even considering taking Otto's deal makes Damon pissed. Uh, he yells at her in front of everyone about how she needs to act and mm. not stand aside. But I love, love <laughs> after Rhaenyra tells them to clear the the room that Rhaenyra's Rhaenys is like, <laughs> yeah, she she's the last one to walk out, and she just looks at her like, you tell him, yeah, you tell him, you tell him, yeah, like you you know what you're doing, yeah, that is, <laughs> uh, like, I. I, I I mean, come on, like, yeah, like, I'm the queen now, like, you gotta, like, I don't know, I, I think I literally, like, kind of was, like, guessing what Rhaenyra was about to, you know, we were kind of going back and forth of what we thought Rhaenyra was going to tell him, you know, mm -hmm. right there, and we were like, yeah, I'm the queen now, bitch, you can't talk to me like that in front of everybody, you know, like, we were, like, uh, trying to guess, I don't know, like, on well, the like, this scene was say, so but... good, because mm -hmm. it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a mirror of the scene Viserys had with Rhaenyra in the first episode when he tells her about the Song of Ice and Fire mm. uh, because he, Viserys when he tells Rhaenyra is like the idea that we control the dragons is an illusion you know man they're, they are a force that men should never have fucked with like we should not have ever done that uh, and, D and Damon is like dreams didn't make us kings dragons did so there's the there's like a there's a mirror between the brothers there but she tells mm. she tells him about the song of ice and fire which really really pisses damon off um now do we think that this is because she had insight into something about his brother that he did not uh that viserys was willing to keep a secret from him for Because, hmm. okay. like, I frankly, uh, I understand that Damon's mad and that he's seeing red. Um, you gotta like, I I need like a fucking reason. <laughs> I feel like maybe because, like, in the blade itself, when you heat it up, it says a song of ice and fire, right? Or like, it will be. Blah, 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 blah. It says the little prophecy. Yeah. So, like, I, I'd say, like, maybe Damon has seen that before. Like, he can read old Valerian, like, whatever. True, so, like, maybe true, he's yeah. seen that, but Viserys has never explained what that means. You know, he's like, I can't, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. And that's Damon's way of being like, he was always obsessed with his, his philo or his, uh, prophecies and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. And then Rhaenyra, you know, she's like, oh, he didn't tell you this one, huh? And then, and then he walks away, you know? So I think it's, it's really just, um, Viserys did not tell Damon because it truly has to be an air thing. I think like it oh, has yeah. to be passed I, down. I, like, um, I, I think the, whether it has to, Viserys at least believes in that, that it has to be passed down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No. And like, that's the thing is that like, uh, I, I have no issue uh, believing that my my issue comes from the fact that he chokes her for a for a couple of seconds, and 
like i don't know i don't know that it's all that i don't know that it's all that big a deal homie uh how about you chill the fuck out a little bit all right um i guess yeah and the stakes are also really high right now um I'm not trying to defend him in any way. No, no, I'm no, just no, saying, no. like, yeah, just, um, it is it is something that happened in a TV show, and in this TV show, we like to try and find reasons for the things that happen. I think, is, I think it's it it, could, it would be interesting though if he does know something more that like he knows. I don't know because he does he knows so much about dragons. Like, I don't know. I I don't think the normal person knows this much about dragons and where they all rest and and all the unclean i don't know is is it like common knowledge all of this to everybody i like is that like to be assumed or like is it i don't know like he does know i feel more than the average person like way more than so. the average person. i think so um yeah but uh regardless though damon doesn't take kindly to this um but uh, it is it is a moment that I think Damon realizes that the prophecy is going to be a guiding principle for Rhaenyra's uh, assumed reign. What she mm-hmm. what she would like to do, the prophecy will be something that it's built upon. Um, but we cut from this rather uh, unhappy moment uh, to one of the brighter brighter moments of the episode with Corliss being alive. And doing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good to but see. But Rainey's. Oh, I like. I like seeing. I like seeing Steve Toussaint back, especially healthy-ish, mostly. Um, yeah. And uh, but Rainey's is pissed at him. You know, this is the like the first time she's seen him in like six years, uh, or something like that. And uh, she gets all the bad news out of the way. King's dead. Uh, your brother's dead. Um, we're doing a lot of shit here. Sorry and shit. Um, and you know, Corliss jests at the idea of Vaymon dying because he's like, <laughs> "Yep, that sounds exactly like a Valerian." Uh, he's like, "That is definitely some shit we would do." Uh, that's a, that's a damn shame. Uh, but uh, you know, he says our pursuit of the Iron Throne is at an end, and I was like. Oh. Oh, one one character who gets character development over the course of the <laughs> season and completely just finally gets where he needed to go. Mm. Um, yeah. Cuz I, I this is this is what this is something you've been waiting for Corliss to just finally all right. I guess let's up. just go. Let's just go get away from all of this. Let's be with our grandchildren. Let's And then on let's... the flip side, Rainice having the the development that we've wanted for her all season. Yeah, and they like, flipped, bam! Like yeah, they I was like, "Fuck yes, this is exactly what we needed." And uh, yeah, he decides that their pursuit is at an end. Adding that uh, they'll declare for no one. We'll head back to Driftmark and we'll just hang out. And yes. Also, it could be Corliss just being like, "I might die, and I'd rather be comfy at home with my grandchildren and not at war." So I mean, like, I guess he had that kind of going, but I feel like he truly had the development as well. Of like, I think he did. I, well, and it's like it's it's the development that only years of getting beat the fuck down can make you realize. You know, his brother, his brother's dead. His children are dead. Like, it's it's 
it's too late for him to come to You're this right. realization. He's but like, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad he did. You know, like it's like it's it was long overdue for him to come here. And uh, Rainice makes it clear to him that uh, their grandsons, Josiris, Lucerus, and Joffrey, will never be safe as long as Aegon is king. And he's like, he like raises the eyebrow, like, yeah, where are you going with this, honey? And uh, she goes. And frankly, I'm really, really digging the fact that uh, Rhaenyra is the only one who's not descending this place into war. She's holding the realm together right now. And uh, frankly, today has made me realize exactly what side we should be on. Um, Mm. And this is a... The scene is immediately followed by, again, one of my favorite scenes in the episode... Uh, where Lord Corliss and her improve enough to make it to the chamber of the painted table, where he uh they they discuss for a few moments what actions are to be taken, and he decides finally that they are to pledge loyalty to Rhaenyra. She will have access to the Valyrian feet, feet fleet at her side, uh, and you know she looks she looks at uh, Corliss in this moment. After he says this, and then she looks right at Rhaenys, going, "Yeah, I know that was you." <laughs> like, uh, thank, thank you for that. Um, and I, I, you know, we just don't see Rhaenyra and these characters happy a lot. And in this moment where they did declare for her, she gets like tears in her eyes. She's getting support from her cousin for the first time, basically ever. And it's like, okay, yeah, and like support from a woman who probably should have been a little bit more I don't know supportive of her over the years uh, but uh, had been seemingly absent so I think it was like oh finally I have the support of this woman who I've actually looked up to for a very long time Uh, and I guess her actual mom was her dad's cousin so Rhaenys being Viserys's cousin as well, right? Or, or, are they but cousins I or brothers? I think there's like couple. There's a couple branches there. I don't know that they're necessarily sisters or anything, but because no, Rhaenys... I mean, I mean, no, I'm just saying it's it's like a it's kind of like a a, a weird mother figure again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like and it, it's just it's weird that it lines up that it's like also um, Viserys's yeah. cousin, which makes that I don't know. What to rent his second cousin? I don't know. Yeah, it's still how the cousins were. Fuck. But, uh... Um. Um. But no, this 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 was a. I don't know. It, it, seeing how the high towers took over the crown and how hostile and how it was like get everyone in the throne room, swear feel you know fealty yeah. or die. Um, and then seeing it done like kind of the the way you want to see it be done yes, on the flip side, and it's yeah. like it's like so beautiful, and it's like oh yes, no, this is this it's is like the side of the yeah. war I want to get behind, you know, if if I'm exactly. gonna get get on what, one. So another great moment in the scene though is whenever you know Corliss is like, all right, cool, now that that's out of the way, uh, the war has actually benefited us these last six years quite immensely. We now control the Stepstones, and they're in access to like, the Narrow Sea. I can actually cut off. a badass. Um, yeah, he's so... like, oh, by the way, <laughs> like the fact that this is like massive. He's like, I have the means to lay siege to King's Landing. Um, I can starve everyone. 
Yeah. Not even just starve them all every anything they need. I mean, up to you though. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you want that. I mean, I I have that ability now. He's like, yeah. So uh, we we control the narrow sea. We can blockade. uh, We can blockade King's Landing. We can get this shit rolling. And Rhaenyra's like, and the way the music swells, and Rhaenyra's like, yeah. Yeah, okay. We might be able to do this after all. You know, like we got the we got the real after school special mm-hmm. kind of vibe going on here and uh still though Rhaenyra isn't running head first into a uh, into a fight of any of any sort. She says uh taking caution does not mean standing fast. She does not aim to wait. She intends to be at the ready. And uh she says she means to know who her allies are before she sends them to war. Uh, they're like we'll be sending we'll be sending ravens before long, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they decide that they're they're with us. And Josiris volunteers for them. Uh, they need they need dragons to bring the messages. They'll be a little bit more convincing. Uh, so I think that's what we should do. Send us. And uh, I was like. Huh. Let's see. I guess we only saw um, Luceris go off, right? We didn't see the other two at all. Not for the rest of the episode. We do see them all leave, though. Yeah, we see them leave, but we don't... Hmm, okay. And is it... Is uh, Bela the one that's... Is that... No, that's that's who... Wait, Rhaenyse went? Yeah, because she volunteered to. Uh, she. Volunteered I thought it was to... just the three kids, three three kids, Earth or four. I thought it was. Wait, wait, who left? Okay, so Lucerus obviously left. Did his thing. We saw what happened to him. Uh, Cyrus went north to Winterfell, and Rhaenys was planning to to begin that blockade of King's Landing. I thought they had one more message to, or one more. Um. Like one more place that they were going to 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 pledge fealty or whatever, or like to house to Tully. For. Um, but I don't know that they ended up sending anyone there because I I know for sure that the three people we see leave are Jace, Luke, and Rainies. Oh, um, okay. I did I did not. I guess I didn't pick up on. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, okay. I'm interested now. So though. no no. Like none of the Valerian or Valarian kids went. Then. No, I don't think they've. I don't think any of them have left yet. Okay. But uh, Prince Lucerus applied to storms and a tree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. You're right. All right. Cool. I was like, uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm interested now. I want to see. I'm. I'm rewatching this little part of the mm-hmm. episode right now so that I can. Yeah. See for sure. Very well, Prince Lucerus will fly north. Um. Yeah, First and the area uh, to see my mother's cousin and yeah, the lady. Rainice is going to steal the gullet. She's going to patrol the gullet with Maylise. That's uh that's where she's heading right now. So maybe uh maybe we do pick up with Bela or Reyna heading to the Tullys. That would uh that would make sense as well. But you know, I, I think someone needs to someone needs to head out there. So like uh, I think it only it's Bela and who Bela and Reyna. Raina, and Bela's the one with who Bela's has the, the one with the dragon. I think Moon Dancer is that hers? Yes, I believe so. 
Okay. Okay. I believe so. Yeah, I can never remember. But uh okay. it just All kids names prominent yeah. enough, yeah. Okay. But uh, uh, hmm. yeah, Rhaenyra uh, then makes her makes her kids swear that they are traveling as messengers, not warriors. Uh, they're to not fight. They're to get the messages there and leave. And she has a nice little moment with them before, you know, sending them off. Last last moments with with one of her sons. So that's uh, that's real sad. But. Uh, we see all the dragons fly off, and it was just really cool. I don't think we've gotten a scene with three dragons airborne this season, and I think that was like purposeful because, mm. like, I I like took note of it when I saw three dragons in the air together because I was like, oh, that's familiar. Yeah, man. I was like, I was like, oh man, this just it's took three me back down to two though. That's also familiar. Yeah, like, also familiar. Uh, damn. Oh, no, that was, that was nice to see, though, and, again. Yeah, they uh, they all head off in their separate directions, and Luceris takes off into the, the gray clouds to head over to Storm's End, where I, I just assume, given its name, it's just always storming. Uh, yes, eternally. Eternal storm. But upon his arrival, he is surprised to see another dragon already hanging out over there. And I was like, that's, they went like horror movie sort of imagery with Vagar this week. Um, Holy sh- yeah. I mean, they got, we got the idea that he was big before, but this, oh my, this God. episode was like, oh my God. The sky, like the, yeah. the I mean, like yeah. smart on them, like didn't have to CGI as much because a lot of it was just covered in the storm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think that was like a, like a like a budget, budget decision, decision because like if they had to render out that much of Vagar, like that big compared to just the super small Arax, mm. is that Arax? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, like that. Um, I think it was a smart decision to go to Storm's End for this one. Um, but man, yeah, it added it added to that horror aspect. Definitely, it was oh, it was awesome. So fucking cool, but uh, yeah, the way that Luke is like looking over his shoulder the whole way in because it's right there, and he walks on in and learns that Aemon is already here, uh, and he's standing next to Lord Boros Baratheon as Luke delivers the message from Rhaenyra, and uh, you know, uh, Boros goes, uh, "Where's the Maester?" and he hands him the note, uh, the. That guy reads it and then reports to Boros what it says, and uh, he can't read, can he? Nope. No. <laughs> no, he nope. cannot read. Nope. Uh, I, I. Oh, it was. I don't know. That what like they didn't need to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it was just hilarious. Like that, that that that's just like that's just Game of Thrones comedy, even though it's not funny. Like an off. I don't know, like on the surface. It's like, it's just hilarious that this dude just can't read. He's well, that's the, the thing, the is that like, of... of the times, it makes sense for people not to be able to read if they're low-born. This, mm. guy, this guy is the ruler of Storm's End. He is the head of the House Baratheon. For him to not be able to read is funny. Um, you know, like, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's comedy. He's sitting on their throne yeah. right now. 
and cannot read a word of English. Yeah. He, uh, he's like, Meister! And the Meister mm. reads it to him, and he's like, so what the fuck? You show up empty-handed. At least Eamon said he'd marry one of my daughters. Which one of my daughters will you marry, Luke? He's like, I am not free to marry. Uh, I'm already betrothed. Loyal. Yeah, he's like, nah, sorry. Got yeah, my girl at home. That. I got my boo. And I loved whenever they were standing at the table, the way that at the war table, the way that the the ladies walked up on the side of Lucerus and Jocerus, and they like all like mm-hmm. they all kind of looked at each other like, hey, hey, wifey, wifey, cousin, mm-hmm. cousin, uh, stepsister, <laughs> stepsister. But uh, you know, uh, this this doesn't go Luke's way. Uh, he's uh, the the Baratheons decide. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to turn you down, homie. Uh, get get to stepping, all right. Uh, and then Amond calls out, "Lord Strong." And Luke's like, "Ah, oh, fucking a! What's this guy want? What's he on?" And Amond's like, "I want one of your eyes, bro." And he's like, "What the fuck? Still, I don't like now. What the fuck, dude? What's?" What's your fucking problem, man? You're so intense all the time. Let's just let's just chill. And Eamon rips off his eye patch, and we see that he's got a nice little sapphire stuffed into the eye socket. Uh, that looked fucking cool. Uh, the sapphire eye. Yeah, that was cool. Like before, not knowing what it was, and seeing blue glow, and being like, "Yo, is this like some night?" king shit like what the fuck why is he glowing blue and then it's just like nah it's it's just he's he's wealthy you know he's very wealthy so obviously he's gonna stuff just a giant jet sapphire they had to have pumped my man full of milk of the poppy and then it's gotta hurt yeah Yeah, oh my god i hate unless it's polished to like perfection you know that must it must be polished well in yeah, order I not guess. to hurt i guess but uh yeah he's pissed he's pissed amond is uh he's he, he pulls out the knife he's like all right i won't blind you but get over here i'm taking one of your eyes and uh he starts charging him and lord boros stands up tells them no 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 y'all are under my roof what the fuck is this the boy came as a messenger all right, Amond, chill the fuck out. This ain't war yet. How about you get to get? How about you chill the fuck out a little bit? All right, and uh, Luke takes this opportunity to fucking bolt out of there, and he finds Arax, who uh, is eager. Uh, this is another example, first example in this fight of the dragons reflecting the mood of their rider. Uh, mm. The whole like uh, the way he like ran ran at Luke a little bit. Arax did the little stomps he was taking no. towards him and stuff, yeah. and uh, the way Luke had to tell him, "All right, we're good Calm down. Yeah, we're all we're right. Calm. Just obey. We got this. We're we gonna be this. okay. Gonna get the fuck out of here, okay? Kind of like calming himself down too. Like at the same time, he's like, yeah, "I'm God, I'm scared as fuck too." Like, yeah, me and Emily, Emily got it spoiled for her too separately. So we were kind of like, as the episode unfolded, mm-hmm. we were like, uh, we would tell each other when something we got spoiled happened. Uh, uh, so we we're like, "That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler." And we got to a point like I had three, she had two. And 
right before the kids leave, uh, I was like, so I noticed your last spoiler hasn't happened yet. And she was like, yeah, I noticed your yours hasn't. And I was like, yeah, we have the same last spoiler. <laughs> and, uh, oh, damn. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it like I was already sad for Luke throughout the episode. And I just I it didn't even occur to me to feel sad for Arax. Like, yeah. The as, action, soon as, the... as soon as I saw this dragon, like nervous and stuff, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> poor motherfucker!" Yeah, they they have feelings too, man. They're yeah, for real. Oh, but uh, yeah, Luke Luke seems to be getting away. Uh, this this storm is really slowing down the dragon that's built for speed. Uh, the winds are too strong, and although it's not very aerodynamic for Arax. Uh, and seems he seems to be getting away until Amond flies over him on Vagar, and you see just how small Arax is in comparison to Vagar. This dragon barely spans this man's chest. Yeah, uh, not yeah. It's it's not even close. It, it's alarming. Like it was like, oh my fucking gosh. I mean, Vagar's an old boy. That's an old boy. That's an old know? boy. He growing. He grown. Yeah. So I mean, uh, makes sense. But goddamn. Um, but I'm, there's there's a lot of back and forth in this chase. You know, it seems it's it becomes clear at some point that Amond is kind of just fucking with fucking with Luke. He doesn't really have any intention to hurt him. He's just kind of like <laughs> this little prick. All those years you showed me the fucking pink dread and stuff. Now I get to fuck with you in a major way. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then Arax, he loses his cool a little bit, you know? Goes rogue. Luke is telling him, no, Arax, no! And he goes ahead and tries to flame Vagar. Breathes a bunch of fire at this man, or this dragon. And... Uh, this, in turn, uh, pisses Vagar off in a, in a, in a major way. Uh, Vagar begins to take the reins. Aemond loses control of him at this point. Uh, Arax seemingly makes it out of the storm. He's in the clear now. And Vagar swoops on up. And we get a perfect shot of uh, Luke going right in that dragon's mouth. Yeah. The chomp down and severing the dragon's head. The body falls down. Uh, And that's that's all she wrote for Luceris Valarian. Yeah. Dude, and Arax was chopped in so many pieces, too. Oh, man. Like, I mean, was... I, like... And I was waiting. I'm like, all right, where's, is he just going to be falling in the sky? You know, I'm like, is he somehow on Vagar? Is he somehow on a piece of Arax still? And just, nope. Yeah, no, he's in, he's in Vagar's belly. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I did not see it coming at all. I I did not see one of them dying. I was jarred. Uh it, and that's the thing is that like I I knew this was coming and it still hit me like oh my fucking god no fucking way. Um and it's the way that Amond is like 
Oh, fuck. Oh, god damn. Shit. Fucking. Oh, god. I just started the war. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Eesh. I mean, he kind of. Wa- no, he just wanted his eye. He just wanted his eye for his mom. I guess, you know, he did. He actually didn't want to start a war. Uh, maybe he did, but. I, I mean, like, he wanted, he had beef, he wanted to act on the beef, he just didn't want to act on the beef in this, in this manner. I don't think he actually had interest in murdering his cousin. Uh, Fair. Or nephew, rather. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't think he had any, I don't think he had any interest in, in such things, but. Uh, ne- nep. wow, what a line. God, what a line yeah, of relation. Going on. He's 16 years old, too. In the show, that's amazing. Yeah, that's sixteen nuts. years old. That's nuts. Um, um <laughs> but this might have been some of the most effective acting I've ever seen in my life. Uh, between Emma Darcy and Matt Smith in this last scene, where we don't hear a single fucking thing, we don't see a single fucking face, and I can tell exactly when Damon tells. Rhaenyra what happened I can tell the cycle of emotion she goes through without seeing her face and then when she turns around and she is just li- like I I struggled to think of a more well acted scene like ever like this shit was nuts to me because I was just like I had, it had, like, every, it had everything I had chills watching this because mm-hmm. you don't hear anything you don't see their faces, and you know exactly what is being said when. It's incredible acting with the her. body language. Fire burning behind her, the music just absolutely like swelling, like in God, and that first like glimpse of her face where you get like sadness, rage, like everything, all it like oh like. Yo, I was like, I was floored, and uh, and thus concluded the first season of House Mm. of the Dragon. Who did Damon uh, serenade? What dragon was that? That that was Vermithor. Vermithor. Dragonmont. So that, okay. So, Vermithor was with Silverwing. You think he just got Vermithor? Or like, what, like... I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I think, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, for now, I'm going just Vermithor. Just, yeah, I guess that's all we, that's all we know. Um, but I don't know. That, that scene was pretty cool. Like him coming out of the dark and Singing like and going in the, in the eyeball, like yeah. of, and oh, scene, dude, like Damon, like that was in my the... favorite shot. Was the, mm. the switch of seeing the dragon's eye reflecting Damon and then Damon's eye reflecting the dragon and it was like, Oh yeah, these two are bonded. This is this dragon has Is that is rider. that what that meant? Like is that is that kinda like it was like Damon is now I, the rider of Ermathor? Like I think so. I think so. So, so um, you could ride multiple dragons at once. Like I, th- I I don't see any reason why not. Uh fair. But I don't like, know if I don't know if you're uh, like, like it's kind of like a, a Thor thing, you know, like you. 
kind of like a Mjolnir being a little jealous of you know storm you know of like the other you know like no I always love you you know like you're my you're my origin I I don't know like if it's if it's like that um but man yeah they they're stacking up that's that's no longer a free agent then um is no longer now firmly on Team Black um which okay. is very very cool. I am left in a place with this episode that is 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 really really good. Uh I think uh I'm going to have to again before going favorites. I think favorite character mm. I don't think there's another choice besides Rhaenyra for me this week. Mm. I think it uh, I think it had to be Rhaenyra. I think favorite performance has to be Emma Darcy as Rhaenyra. Yeah, I, yeah, I gave it to her as well. There's without a doubt. Uh, yeah, but I gave it to uh, Rainice for the character. I thought about Rainice. I thought about Rainice. Uh, she's but, really, she's the one doing everything right now, man. I don't know. She's making big moves. Making big yeah. moves. No, uh, she she hasn't quite given up. On the Iron Throne, she knows that she can rule without being on, you know, without sitting there. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think she she goes up to Allison and is like, "Have you ever imagined yourself on the Iron Throne?" And then is doing making all these moves. If she if she doesn't, you know, still see it a little bit in herself to mm. that she has. She knows that she would have been a, a badass queen, and she is being a badass queen right now. That's a fact. So, That's a fact. Nah, I fuck with that. I just, I just had to go with Rhaenyra. Uh, the, the scene is tough. I don't like. Is it the final ending? You know, just because of how well done it was, or do I pick? Um, I think I pick when Corliss declares for, or no, I pick when Eric presents her the crown. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I'm glad that's getting some recognition. Which er- how how is this Eric's name spelled? E R R Y K. Eric Cargill. Ranira. Ranira with her crown. That was sick. That was very that cool. Was sick. That was and very then I guess cool. I get ooh. I almost I went think... with Corliss declaring for Rhaenyra. Um because that moment was just triumphant. It felt like, oh fuck yeah. Okay. I didn't think okay. That's up there. It's either for me, it's either the very end, um, where no words were spoken, or it is that in the the war room again. Mm. With Corliss, and then looking back to Rainice. Yeah, okay, you're right. It's that. Um, Corliss uh, declaring fealty? Fealty. Fealty. Yeah, that was sick. Fealty. 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 I swear there was an I in there. There's not. Oh, no, yeah. F-E-A-L-T-Y. Wow. Did you look at that? Anyway. Um, okay. Do you have a line? I'd probably have to go with uh, the Damon line about stuffing uh, stuffing <laughs> Same that one. message. And it's pretty good. Weathered cock. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's 
hard to beat that one. Damon, Damon, I don't know. He's, I see why he's the fan favorite. That I think so. That makes sense. Uh, he's a very, he's a very fun character. Uh, but, uh, he's a dick. And I think that's the thing is that people need to separate, uh, their enjoyment of a character from expecting him to be a good guy. Um, mm. I love Damon's character. He is an absolute prick. Like, uh, and I, I don't mean that to say that I like who he is. I like what he brings to the table as a character. I think mm. that that shit is very compelling and he adds to the story in such a meaningful and interesting way. Does not change the fact that he's been nothing short of a complete and utter prick. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. No, he's, I don't know. I think it's in this, in this, any Game of Thrones show, you're, you're not supposed to, to see any of these people as a role model, really. Like the, no. you shouldn't, you shouldn't look up to really any of these people. Um, I'd see maybe, maybe like, uh, Maybe, Next uh, Rhaenys, uh, maybe, yeah, Eric, um, certain, a very select few, and really what, how much, like, I don't know, it's not much, um, that you can look up to as, like, a main character that you can, I don't know. No, yeah, there's, there's but, a, a lot of questionable decisions on all sides <laughs> by everybody, but, uh, man, with that, are we ready to, uh, rate this episode and then thereafter rate this season? I think so. I think it's time. All right. So if you're joining us for the first time, it's an odd place to jump in. Uh, but, you know, to each their own. Uh, we got three separate ratings that we take the average of, and it becomes our overall rating for the episode. First of which is enjoyment out of 10. That's just how much the episode is resonating with us on a personal level. Completely subjective. Uh, it's just however you're feeling. Second is genre. Just how well it fulfills that uh, the fantasy uh, Game of Thrones shit. Like what what you come to expect a Game of Thrones, how does it fulfill that? Um, and then uh, critical. Everything that critically goes into making film. Acting, direction, writing, uh, score, all these things considered and more. And we go real objective for that rating. We take the average and it becomes our overall rating for the episode and thereafter the season when we get to that. But uh, uh, we got we got a little uh, subjectivity in there, and that's just because uh, you know it gives us it gives it our flair, it gives it, it leaves the rating up to us instead of us just being like oh, I don't know it was solid. We can be like oh I loved it and it was good. You know uh, I think that's important. enjoyment. Enjoyment matters when you're watching a yes. TV show. It doesn't have to be all perfect and made everything. If it was not enjoyable, then what's the point? Exactly. Exactly. So, on this episode, where are you sitting enjoyment wise? Ooh. I mean, wow. I'm not exactly. You know, I'm I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm in shock. I'm. I mean, come like I don't know. I I what. I don't feel like I was wanting more. It, exactly what I kind of expected to happen happened, and at the same time, I was shocked. You know, there was still um, it happened in a way that I didn't think it would happen. I guess. Um, so the cliffhanger or the the big twist of the the season, you know, it, it got me. I was jaw dropped many times this episode. Um, shit. I mean, I'm. 
is it a 10? I don't know. I guess yeah, I'm hesitating a little bit. I don't know. Is, is Are you at a 10? Um. Well, here's the thing. I was kind of dependent on you to tell me whether or not it's a 10 because I got a lot of this spoiled for me. So I, I was, uh, I still really, really liked it. Um, but the things that typically that would have struck me and made this a 10 did not strike me because I was ready for them. Um, which blows. I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think that I find myself personally, I still love, I still loved the episode. I still thought it was great. And it was a great conclusion to the first season. Um, I, I could go as low as, uh, uh, I mean, I'm trying to evaluate it how I would have liked it if I didn't get it spoiled. And if I didn't get it spoiled, I think it would have been a 10. I, I, I think, I do think that, but, uh, with, with it, it was, there wasn't a moment of downtime. Mm -mm. It was all great scenes too, man. Like it was, uh, yeah, no, I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah, it's a 10. All right, cool, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad we could come to that. But, uh, genre wise, I think we, we end up in a similar spot. Um, it was a damn. It was a damn good Thrones episode. We got a coronation. Uh, we got a dragon murder. Two Kingsguard having to swear fealty, you yeah. know, with another dragon. Uh, yeah. A serenading of a dragon. Uh, the oh. death of a dragon in a in a little boy. Oh, tens, tens. You think uh, Aemon sticks around with that that girl long? No, you know that, that that yeah. I think he he's taken after Damon a little bit. In this, I think so as well. Um, I think but, so as well. But okay, okay, we got we got two tens so far. That only happened um, episode five. That's only happened with episode five and eight so mm. far. Um, Damn good episode. Damn so, good. Okay, episode. okay. Uh, now, critically, I think it was. Uh, I think it was really, really well, well shot. I think it was uh, pretty well, pretty well written. Uh, I don't feel as complete in a singular episode as I typically do with House of the Dragon. Um, this cliffhanger was a hardcore cliffhanger. Uh, mm. I guess you could say it was on the brink, like we were on the brink of war at the beginning, and now we are heading into war at the end. I guess that could be the that could be the through line here, but. Uh, I, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I guess... Hmm. Yeah, what 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 was the most complete arc of the episode, if there was one? I'd probably Rainice starting the episode not on the... Not necessarily Fair. on a side, and by the end being... Being on Rhaenyra's. Uh, maybe... Maybe Rhaenyra's starting the episode not being interested in war, and then by the end having come full circle and being like, "Yep, it's time." Uh, it was it was uh, extremely well acted. It looked pretty. Um, my only my only hang up is some of the writing. I do think that uh, I do think that Damon's character was handled interestingly because I'm always a fan of show don't tell. Hmm but they barely showed you know what i'm saying they didn't and they didn't tell us shit either so like it was like a 
usually Matt Smith's performance gives me a nice little window into how Damon is feeling about any given thing. But even mm-hmm. even then, I was still like, I don't I don't even know exactly what he's feeling this week. Um, uh, and so that 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 was interestingly handled, I thought. Um, Hmm. I think okay. It's not a ten. I don't think. No. No. Um. Is it a? What's the floor? I guess. Like I mean, for for me personally, the absolute floor is an eight seven five. Yeah. Because I I was like hovering around a nine. Like, does it break? You know, does it go lower than a nine? Because then there's only one episode that's below a nine, critically, and that's episode two. Oh, and even an eight. My thing is that, like, the gripes I have with this episode, I haven't had with any other episode. You know, like that's uh, I feel like that. I feel like that accounts for something. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I've never felt like a character was kind not lacklusterly written, but kind of unclear in his, uh, and what he is and what he's feeling and stuff. Uh, I think, I think a nine is fair though. I think a nine straight up is fair. It was still super good looking. The acting was phenomenal. The score was brilliant. Uh, the editing fucked like that was, it was really, really well edited. Um, it's just that uh, writing wise, it, 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 it's a detriment a little bit, just a little bit. See, if we give it a nine, it averages it out to a nine six seven, which barely puts it above last episode. Uh, at a nine six three, last episode, so that that puts it at fourth place. Fourth? Um, yeah, fourth place, and then sixth place is th- a three way tie. <laughs> Yeah, um, which is funny, but okay. Wow. So I mean, I, I feel like that. Yeah, it, it was in the top half of the season. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for yeah, with a yeah, that's very, very true. I'm that makes sense because I didn't know if we were if I was too high on it just because it was the season finale. Um, and like I, you know, we're not getting any more Thrones for for another year and a half. You know, it's gonna be a little bit. Um. Yeah, a year and a half at the uh, at the least at minimum. Probably. Yeah, so I mean, uh, no, I, I think no, that makes sense. It's definitely in the in the top half of the season, and uh, I think I, I do put it a little bit above last episode because uh, last episode it was really just like it was the chaotic. It was so chaotic in what was happening, and it was you know the crazy claim to power. But then this episode was the more uh, slowed. Say- Honestly, that I I liked this episode more, but I do I do think critically that last episode was better. I, I mm-hmm. yeah, and we and, and then that shows we gave it a nine seven five last episode yeah, compared to our nine okay. this episode. So I, I I think I liked this episode more simply because I like the characters who are in it more. Um, mm. Yeah, but uh, very in, like the only character to be in both episodes was Otto, I think, and Rainey's, I guess. Um, oh, true. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was truly like episode nine was the Hightower episode. Episode 
you know, 10 was mm-hmm. the Targaryen episode, the Rhaenyra, sure. you know, that sure. the other side, which was a really cool way to do it. Uh, instead of like interconnecting that, the stories, that, it was yeah. really cool to be like, yo, this happened all within you like coming back and not realizing what's happening. You know, like, this well, it's like, just... one, like they're like sister episodes. You could watch them back to back yeah. and it would probably be seamless. Mm. You know, like, Ooh, uh, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. That, I think that would be, I think that would be really cool. But, uh, Shipman, are you ready to give an overall rating of the Ooh. season after that episode came to a 97? Yeah. On our, uh, on our rating, 96, yeah, yeah. or 9.67, so 96.7. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's do it. All right, so same same criteria, enjoyment-wise. How you feel about the season? As far as seasons of television go, I mean, floor is like a nine five. I feel yeah. My my like, gut, it's either nine seven five or ten. My gut went nine seven five. Um, I I got an interesting question just because you know it's the last two shows we've covered completely. Do you feel you had a better time watching this week to week, or Westworld season four week to week? Dude, honestly? I'm in the same place. You ain't even got to fucking say it. I know. Like, uh, that's, wow. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, Westworld Season 4 was just that fucking strong. Westworld Season 4 kept the intensity the entire time. Like, it was just, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we gave that a 5, a 10. Now. Um, and I, I don't, I, like, I, I do would, think I it would, is I, about, like a little bit, a no, little don't get me wrong. I fucking loved both seasons of television. I don't want to be like, oh, and it blew it out of the water. No, not <laughs> nothing like that. Like it's, uh, and I, I would even go as far as to say again, kind of in that same realm as the way I was talking about episodes nine and 10. I think I enjoyed Westworld season four more, but I do think house of the dragon Season one was probably a better season of television, if that makes sense. You know, like, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that there's there's a couple different things at play there. You know, the fourth season of a show I've been watching for years compared to a brand new season of television. It it makes sense. It's not like it's that big of a stretch, you know. Mm. Uh, But uh, yeah, I think nine, seven, five is fair. I think that's ultimately where I kind of shake out here. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. One of my favorite seasons of television in recent memory. Uh, but I don't think I can confidently go, oh, I loved every minute of it. You know? Uh, oh, I switched these. That's why I was a little confused. I uh, Usually I had it in the order of critical enjoyment genre, but we always do it in enjoyment genre critical. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I switched it, um, actually, to put it in order. Uh, because I'm like, no way we gave... These four episodes a ten out of ten critically. Like, mm. yeah, th- this is critically. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I, th- no, I think be. I think we got it now. Yeah, we've only given um, episodes five and eight a ten out of ten critically. Yeah, and um, I stand by that. Five and eight. Okay. Yeah. 
five and eight. Okay, now my my bearings are 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 back. They're about to. So there we go. What? Okay. You will have to switch the second enjoyment. Yes, to... yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Cool. But uh, genre-wise, this is one where I think this was uh, this was a great season of fantasy television. I'm I, like, I don't know that we've gotten something so grand. Basically, I mean, we never got a season of Game of Thrones this grand. Uh, oh that was no! This, this massive. Um, Dude, it was like say, it was not... insane to be like we got a dragon this episode. Like back in Game of Thrones like era a little bit sometime. You know, it was like we got a dragon this episode. It was sick. They actually spent the money and did it. You know, we got it and it was beautiful. But now it's like it's just kind of common. Yeah. To like see them pop up now, which is sick. Um in that sure, like we're seeing the dragons in this show more than we saw the dire wolves in Game of Thrones, which is <laughs> true. Man, apparently those were more expensive than the dragons somehow. Which is insane. That's crazy. Um, it's crazy. But um, no, yeah. Now this, as as far as fantasy television goes, man. I, I, let's see. It. How do you rank it as far as like compared to every season of Game of Thrones? Um. And uh, I guess the easiest comparison is season one to season one. Yeah, um, and you know I'm left in a place that's. Uh, you know, it's it's Game of Thrones. It was a great season of Game of Thrones. You know, it's it's hard to say that. Uh, I don't know. It 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 probably be far from my favorite season of Game of Thrones ever. Um, it's damn good, and it's epic. I do think that this is uh the spirit of Game of Thrones is as present in this as it is in any other season of Game of Thrones. So, like, uh, as far as the genre rating is concerned, you know, I don't think it's so much about is it better than any of those. It's more just did it do what it needed to do True. in True. being Game of Thrones, and uh, I, I think it did. I think, uh, I think I do find myself again probably around a nine seven five or ten for the for the genre rating for the show. Um, you know, I guess really what this season is is just to build the world of this time and get us connected to the characters, so that when they do go to war and everything goes to shit, you're like actually connected to them. Next and that's what season, season one of Game of Thrones is too. Is like yeah. just world building and and getting to know every character. And, and what's crazy is we covered twenty five years of story here. Dang! In season one, and. Now we're going to be left in a place where, like, we covered 25 years of story and we only stayed within the same, like, week for 8, 9, and 10. Yeah, you're right. Like, and, that, and from now on, that's what this show will be, which is fucking satisfying. So, like, uh, it's amongst the most unique seasons of Game of Thrones ever for that reason. And uh, I think they did it very, very effectively. Um, I, I struggle, I struggle to go below below a nine seven five. If it's, yeah. uh, if I it's feel not like 10. I feel like that's where it is. If there is some form of hesitation, it really can't be a ten. If it's a ten, you know it's a ten. Right. right. Like it has to be. 
Um, but that, that is, I think that's where the 975 is reserved for is like, it's, it's right there. If not, it could be, but, um, since there is some hesitation, I feel like 975 is, mm. is fair. But yeah. No way it's going any lower than that. Um, but now this is, this is interesting here critically. Like, is the decision to make these time jumps beneficial for them you know in, in this crit like did did it work well for them do you think like did did uh because now it's it's the whole season as a whole we have to think yeah. back to episode one and having the young you know actors switch to I the older ones it worked as well as it could have uh for the characters that were here the whole time i think it worked well for rhaenyra alicent uh i think it worked well for viserys i think it worked well for Rhaenys. And Corliss, like the character Damon, I think the characters that were in the first episode and the characters that are in the last episode or the last few, it worked for them. I do think it was a detriment to the characters that weren't them. Um, mm. Like the kids who are going to be the crux of this conflict. Um, I care about them, but only because I care about their parents. You know, I like Luke dies and the reason it hurts that Luke dies is because Rhaenyra is going to be in pain. You know, yeah. like it's not like a uh, the father of their children dies and that hurts because it's going to hurt Rhaenyra, not because you you didn't want to see Harwin die. Uh, I guess Lane how much dies. can they really do to to get us connected with the kids, though? Like you give them like they are children in real life, too. So it's not like they're going to give you a performance that Emma Darcy or... Um, oh, no, Olivia and Cook, like, that's or, like, the thing, you know, is that I don't have any... But, like, I think they handled it about as well as they could, yeah. but I think that was the problem uh, with the structure. I see, that I it, see. It limited, yeah, right. it limited their ability for us to get attached to the kids, you know? Like, I think, shit, after season one of Game of Thrones, were you not down for Arya Stark? You're right. Like, You're uh, right. Like, that's, uh, that's the sort of thing that I... I I think this show lost a little bit of is just that it's a uh, the the characters that were the the primary focus they did they got what they needed and I think they did that really well. And you, um, I I, I got to put kind of put myself in a like just a casual viewer's shoes and I'm gonna be honest like I'm watching the show super closely and I still don't remember everyone's name and sometimes I have to think of. Who's whose parents and like who the fuck is who? Well, I wouldn't know on screen sometimes. Like obviously, like the main character, Damon Rhaenyra Viserys. You know the the main people. I think people get by with even if they don't remember their name. You know what is attached to all of them, basically. Mm. You know, um, but like honestly, like this, it, there's a lot of stuff that's hard to pick up on. Like, well, and, like think to think to season one of Game of Thrones. And think to season one of this show. I think the primary difference is it handled it like both seasons handled their main characters incredibly well. It's all the other pieces that mm. Game of Thrones season one just kind of elevates on. You know, like we have we have a character like Laris Strong, right? And that character's a character's interesting and he's wild to watch and stuff. Um but like think about the span 
the amount of people Game of Thrones season one had that you were like interested in seeing on screen. Like at any given point, Cersei, Jamie, Tyrion, Tywin in this corner, the Starks had Rob, Catelyn, John, Sansa, Arya, fucking Theon even was uh, was out there with them. Uh, fucking Robert Baratheon, Renly Baratheon, Stannis Baratheon, like, damn, yeah. That show just had a reach that this 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 show tr- didn't quite get to achieve. And like, uh, again, it is because of that the choice to make this a very very long spanning season. And like, uh, and I guess it's really just focused on like. The Red Keep, like King's Landing, the Red, it's only focused on the highest level of the story. Like, you know, it's like, it's the history, it's what happened, it's not focused on the inner workings of the politics of, like, you know, the actual city and having to please the people, whatever, you know, like, or, I don't know, more of, like, Game of Thronesy politics, I guess. Um, it's really just, like, it's a battle for the throne, and it's, people are setting up for it, you know, it's, um, it's very contained. Even though yeah. it's across, you know, large span of area, but I don't, I don't know. It's still very contained. Yeah, no. So, like, I, I find myself, like, and, and I, I don't mean any of this to say that it was a bad season. Mm. Like, it obviously wasn't a bad season of television. It was fantastic. And uh, I just think that uh, their their formatting, their structure of the show might have limited it a little bit. But even within that structure, I think they dominated this shit. You know, like, uh, the characters yeah. I was attached to, I like I am attached to, you know, I love Rhaenyra. Like that's, that's a character I'm immensely, immensely a fan of. I fucking, I love Alicent, you know, like yeah. that character that is, has been hateable as fuck. I really, really like that character, you know, has uh, some of the best editing, like in any television, brilliant. like that I've, that so I've seen good looking. Uh, it was yeah. really well written. The visual mm-hmm. effects were fucking breathtaking. The score was fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm still really, really high on this season. You know, we're comparing it to Game of Thrones season one, which is arguably a 10 out of 10 season of television. So like, uh, it's like a lot of shit is worse than Game of Thrones season one. Um, I think I find myself at around a nine five. Okay. I, I could fair. see me. I could see me going as low as a nine, and I could see me going as high as a nine seven five. Just kind of depends on what what you're feeling about it. I don't think. Yeah, I think nine five is fair here. It's not on the same scale. Like I know it's such a minute difference between a nine five and a nine seven five, but like. That's still a nine point. That's a ninety five percent crit. Like that's that's phenomenal. It's a fucking like, great. It's phenomenal. Yeah, great I mean, like, yeah, I think I, but I, I think nine five is more. Of a, I can't go to. I can't go nine two five. Um. All right. All right. And that brings the season overall to the same score as the final wow. episode at a there nine point six seven out of ten. I wonder what the. Uh, what uh, the math, let's see. The math would point us to we. We obviously did that all on the spot, but I would be interested in seeing what the the ratings of our average enjoyments, average genres, average critical, and our overall averages would end up coming to. The average average um, is a nine four five. 
Um, The average critical is a 9.3. Okay. The average genre is a 9.45. And the average enjoyment is a 9.55. So, so all around, all around nine five ish, nine four, really, kind of right. the average for all of them. That's what it seems. Interesting, interesting. So we were a little, we were again, we reflected on it kinder than uh, than our averages would have led us to believe, and that's uh, hmm. that's yeah. that's a sign of a good season of television, frankly. IMDb uh, season it already had a thousand more reviews. I hit refresh. That's insane. Um, 15,000 reviews so far, so quite it, quite a lot. I think it's around 12,000 every time we do it, so it's around the same, but 9.4 for this episode. Okay. Um, and I guess, oh, is the whole season rated now, possibly? Yes, 8.6. So we were hmm. we were immensely kind compared to, uh, compared to this as an overall season of television. Yes. Uh, on IMDb. Uh, not by too much. I guess you know only only seven percent kinder critically if we were to go off critically off our averages, but uh, we gave it a nine five. And you know, Rotten Tomatoes has it at an eighty five percent critically, eighty four percent audience wise. Wow. So okay, yeah, we're we're fans of Game of Thrones, you know. Uh, sure, we, we like the shit. So, um, yeah, shit, man. With that, I think we conclude this season of Fire and Bloom. A House Holy of the Dragon fuck. podcast. Uh, it's in the books, man. The Game of Thrones content does not stop here. Winter is blooming. Begins next week. A Game of Thrones rewatch podcast week after week. For the next 10 weeks, we're going to be covering season one. For the next 73 weeks, we'll be covering the show. The entire fucking thing. So, uh... Y'all, y'all need to come back week after week. I know y'all don't want Game of Thrones to stop for you, so keep coming back here, keep watching Game of Thrones with us, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking fun. Winter is blooming. A Game of Thrones rewatch podcast begins next Monday. Uh, with that, if you would head to Patreon.com/slash/CoroBloom. That's C-O-R-O-B-L-O-O-M, where you'll find over fifty hours of exclusive content including uh, all sorts of book reviews and comic book pull lists and movie reviews. It's uh, all that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. It costs money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. So that's a, that's a great help. So please, please head over there, uh, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom podcast. If you're fucking with me and Joe, remember to follow along with us on Wednesdays for the and or after party. We're covering star Wars and or currently a few weeks left in that come back week after week, every Monday, for Winter is Blooming, the Game of Thrones rewatch podcast beginning next week. And every Friday, we continue our 52-year journey through film. And this week brings us to 2013's Wolf of Wall Street. So a uh, very, very good week for us podcast-wise. Uh, keep uh, keep tuning in here. Uh, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you, and what a fun time it was covering another new show week after week, and another another satisfying conclusion. I think that brings us to 11 shows covered and concluded um, week after week, which is a lot. It's a lot of television we talk about. Uh, but yeah, uh, Fire and Bloom, done for now. 
We'll see you for season two. Uh, remember, peace, love, and bloom. And fire and bloom will return.